This is a 980 CKNW podcast. 7.45 on this Sunday morning. Well, it's not a fun topic, but it is an important one. And April 8th to the 14th is Make a Will Week. Also doesn't sound like the most fun way to spend your time, but some new numbers show a lot of people aren't doing that, and that can lead to big problems down the line. Joining us to talk a bit more about this is Daniel Bovert. He is a notary in Tawasin. Daniel, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Joe. Uh, the numbers, to me, even seem surprising. Uh, the BC Notaries uh, put out a news release. This was an online survey. 66% of parents, uh, so people that have dependents, uh, saying they don't have a will. Yeah, and it's in that, um, I think it's in that category um, where they have uh, young children um, under the age of 18 uh, that don't have wills. And that, um, it's a startling statistic for sure, uh, because, you know, without a will, um, if something does happen to you, you lose your life and you have children, you have not specified, you know, who's to look after them. And I would imagine, too, you talk to people who are in the process. You probably talk to people who have put it off but have made that step to go ahead and do it. Is the reason that it's it's not a pleasant thing to do, it's something we don't want to talk about, so we put it off? Yeah, I, I think that's um, definitely part of it. I think the number one reason is that a lot of people associate writing a will with the distribution of assets after death as being sort of the, the top thing. And I, I think when people are, you know, have young families, you know, assets isn't something they have a lot of. You know, they've, they've just maybe bought a house, but it's, you know, it's, it's highly mortgaged, that sort of thing. So they're not really thinking, oh, I've got all this money to give away. And I think what they don't think about is that, well, really the reason to do this is to get the guardian set up for our children in case, you know, something unexpected happens. Uh, so what does happen in that scenario when there is somebody where when children under the age of 18 are involved? And again, people don't like to talk about it. It sounds horrible, but these things do happen from time to time. Uh, if that happens and there's no will, what takes place right after? Well, certainly there's going to be some temporary guardianship uh, matters to be attended to. The ministry, uh, you know, the government has agencies to look after this. And then, you know, probably at the very end of the day, the court is going to end up making a determination, you know, based on, you know, who's best and sort of who comes forward to, so, to sort of solidify that. And I think um, when you have a will, you know, it's, it's in black and white. It's right there. These are the people that we want looking after our children. And, you know, it's, it's you know, boom, it's right there. No, no, um, no way to sort of misinterpret. And, and do people depend on, say, conversations, thinking they're covered in that I already talked to my sister or my in-laws, I talked to these people, they know that if something is to happen, they are the ones? Yeah, I, I mean, people have, but, you know, is that legally binding? I'm you know, certainly going to say no, that, that it's not. I think the biggest issue that comes in is if you have a large family, especially, you know, a husband and wife who have, you know, a large family, maybe on both sides, is that all of a sudden you could have, you know, half a dozen people from both sides of the family all stepping forward saying, oh, I was the one. And you know what that's going to lead to? It's like you're going to lead to a, a dispute and then some, you know, maybe not some positive outcomes between family members after this, you know, very emotional issue was decided by the court. And what about the cost? How much does it add to the cost of dealing with not only children and guardianship, but like you said, you might not have a lot of assets, but there's probably something there. What about the the cost that's added to dealing with that? Yeah, the cost of dealing with, you know, in sort of a worst case scenario where there's, you know, court proceedings and, and disputes. I mean, 
it would be in the tens of thousands of dollars uh, just to sort of work that out. So yeah, the cost afterwards is, you know, many, many times greater than the cost of getting a will done. And so walk us through the process as well, because I think that might also be what is daunting for people is it seems like it's a really big task to put a will together, that it's time consuming and that it's expensive. Yeah, you know, depending on where you go, I mean, it certainly would encourage people, you know, to shop around a little bit, phone a few different notaries' offices and, and get comparable numbers. Um, I know in my office, um, you know, it, it has happened a few times where the dollars and cents have been a concern, and we've been able to come up with a, a way to to sort of extend that over a short period of time just to give people a little bit of help. I mean, I, I have young children, and I know that, you know, you're watching every dollar, especially in, in uh, greater Vancouver area, you're watching every dollar to be able to make ends meet. So I would certainly say talk to your notary, have that conversation, but um, don't just sort of put it off because you think, oh, it's, it's too expensive to do it now. The costs of not doing it are just so much greater. Is there a ballpark figure, though, on what it would cost? I mean, is there such a thing as a basic will? Well, I, I mean, I would, I would be ballparking. I'd be careful to ballpark because um, depending on the firm, uh, prices can vary quite widely. So I would say if somebody was, you know, had several hundred dollars, that would probably be a good place to start. All right. And what about the time? How long does it take? How many meetings do you have to have? And how much information do you have to have to put one together? Yeah, it's a good question. And usually it's more, or excuse me, it's usually less information than than people think. Um, You know, we want you to know, you know, who do you want to look after your estate when you pass away? That's your executor. Who is it that you want to be your guardians? And maybe you have an alternate uh, in mind. Once you have that information together, uh, you're really good to go. The notary is going to be able to walk you through um, everything else, uh, generally speaking, in one meeting, which can last anywhere from, say, 30 to 60 minutes. And then after that, um, they're going to write, you're going to come back, you're going to review uh, and sign off. So usually it's a two-appointment process, a uh, couple of hours at the most uh, for both appointments, and you're good to go. Yes, he doesn't doesn't seem that painful at all. It's it's not. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's what most people say is when we're done, they go, "Oh, that was a lot easier than I thought." And I go, "Yeah, it's just it's just getting getting sort of off the couch and getting it done is the is usually the hard thing." And how important is it when you pick your uh, finding the right person to be your executor? Um, it's definitely an important job um, because there's a lot of responsibility in there. It's the same with the guardians. Most people have, um, you know, a family member that they that they trust implicitly, or a couple, or a very very close friend. So, generally speaking, we don't run into situations where people come in and they go, "Ah, oh, we just can't figure out who this is going to be." Generally, it's 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 looked after reasonably quickly. And I don't know if you see this or not, but are there ways to avoid it? Like you said, there can be disputes over children if there's not a will. But and do people are there safeguards in if you do have complex family relationships to make sure it's not challenged after you've left? Um, yeah, absolutely. There's um, there are certainly situations that come up that have come up in my office where the you know the family dynamics and the situation. Um, was so complex that I actually would refer the family out to somebody who was even more specialized in the area than I was. And, and that's something that, um, you know, that we make as practitioners. We sort of make that call when we're interviewing clients. And it's like, wow, that you have, you know, a very complex situation that, that could be, and so we're going to get you some, you know, additional help. And, and that's part of the job that we do. All right. And does it matter how much? I think you touched on this as well. Uh, some people might think, well, I don't really have that much. I don't have a lot of assets. I, maybe I owe a lot of money. So what's the yeah. point? 
Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's not so much of an asset game when you're young and you have children and you and you've sort of bought that first house. It's it's really making sure that you know the the children are put exactly where you want them to go. I mean, and if you think of it from a child standpoint, obviously if they lose their parents, their life is is now in in chaos. You know, and I think the last thing that they're going to want to need is this you know, the sort of this cloud over their lives of saying, I'm not really sure where I'm going or who's looking after me. I mean, you know, that that's, I think that's the most important thing to, to get a grip on is, you know, if something happens, you know, that very next day, I want to know that my children are right where I want them to be, even though I'm not there for them anymore. So it's a, yeah, it's a big deal. It is. And again, not a fun topic, but a very, uh, no, very important one. But it's one you have to have, I think. All right. Uh, Daniel Beauvert, thank you so much uh, for joining us, uh, for talking about this today. Appreciate your time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.